Welcome to the Human and Technology Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who develops, distributes or uses technology. For all those who always have the feeling that technology overwhelms or dominates them. For everyone who wants to know how to deal with technology in everyday life. For anyone who wants to understand what technology does to us and how we can get our lives back. This podcast is for those who want to make technology sexy. All the product developers, designers, UX, UI professionals, product managers, CTOs and CEOs. And it is for you. My name is Dr. Peter Reska. My friends call me Dr. Peter. I am your host and I am happy that you are here. Today's episode of the Human Technology Podcast is analyzing a couple of thoughts that I wrote down in my new book, Status Offline. I'm discussing at the moment with my editor about an English version of it. Up to now, it's only available in German, so... This podcast, these thoughts I'm putting down here, here are some kind of, um, let's say, put service for you, um, a little teaser for the English version, and I hope I hope you like it. And it is about technology and loneliness, the relationship between all these technological artifacts, the services, the websites, the whatever we use in technology on one side and loneliness on the other side. It was not the easiest chapter to write for the book and I think it's not the easiest chapter to read but it is definitely um, definitely worth thinking about this and writing about this and discussing this. And it shows this Janus-headed characteristics of technologies, these, these, these two sides technologies always have, and um, these two sides of technological artifacts. Um, it shows this Janus-headedness clearly, if you think about technology and, and, and loneliness. The idea we usually have about loneliness is that old people are lonely. Friends and family are passed away or moved away. Um, there's a low number of social contacts. And this, this is the standard picture we have if we think about lonely people. But even young humans, even young people are lonely. People that are in the middle of their lives, that have contacts, that have at least uh, social media contacts and exchanges, and they're using the internet to communicate. And the surprising idea is that even with 1,000 Facebook friends, with a life on TikTok and a party on Instagram, people can be lonely. And this is uh, put down in a beautiful prog rock album 
by Stephen Wilson. I it's it's uh, yeah, it's a nice piece of music. And the interesting thing here is the lyrics, what it is about. The, the album is called Hand Cannot Erase from uh, 2015, written, performed by Stephen Wilson. He is uh, he was the leader or is the leader of Porcupine Tree, a prog rock band. Anyway, um, he wrote about a lady called Joyce Carol Vincent telling her story, and it's a true story, about being alone, about loneliness. A woman in her late 30s, right in the middle of her life, she has friends and she has family. She passes away and nobody misses her for more than two years. And for me, this is a clear indicator that she must have been very lonely. She was born in 1965, passed away in December 2003, probably due to an asthma problem she's having. So, yeah, she passed away December 2003, and, and she was found in January 2006, more than two years later. And in that time, nobody missed her. She had a couple of... Uh, changes in her life, a couple of breaks, a couple of new things starting, a new job. Uh, she had limited contact to her family. Her mom passed away when she was a kid, but nothing really totally unusual. And uh, Stephen Wilson says, and I've uh, found this on, uh, on uh, Wikipedia, uh, the basic story or the concept of this record, it is all about a woman that grows up a bit isolated, living in a city, and a few days, well, one day, one day she disappears, and nobody recognizes this. And there is more behind this. The really interesting thing on this story is that, and and the first reaction when when you have hear hear about this, you say, "All right, this is one of these old ladies." Um, that no one is recognizing, that no one is interested in, and. But, but Vincent wasn't like that. She was young, she had friends, she was attractive, she had a family, but for some reason, nobody missed her for more than two years. The German uh, journalist, writer, uh, Diana Kinnert, was in Great Britain, and uh, she built a ministry of loneliness. And she has pretty much the same idea. When, when she started with that project, she believed that old people and only old people suffer from loneliness. But uh, she learned very quickly that even amongst the younger ones, there is a relevant number of lonely people. And loneliness does not mean being alone. I, for myself, I love to be alone. I enjoy it, and even for longer times, I, I totally enjoy it. When I travel, when I travel, for example, to keynotes or to clients, when they say, hey, be here early in the morning, and then I decide I will travel the evening before to, to release uh, the time pressure and 
then I totally love it uh, to go with my ebook reader or with my laptop, go into a restaurant or a bar, and uh, yeah, just enjoying that, being there, reading, being active for my clients, planning my next uh, podcast episodes, scripting them. So th this is this is what I do there, and I totally totally love it. Last week, so a few days ago, my wife was on a business trip for a few days. And I made the decision I will go out in the evening. And I was really looking forward to a relaxed evening in my favorite bar. It's a nice beer garden, restaurant kind of place. And I wanted to have two or three beers, um, get some food and read a good book in my ebook reader. And when I arrived at the bar in front of the door, there was one of my neighbors, the owner of the bar, and some other guests I know. And they were standing there on uh, at, at the table outside, smoking, having their beers with them. And of course, I could not pass them. I, I joined them and uh, I... I uh, yeah, ordered me a beer and, and we stood there and we did some small talk. And that was the moment when I realized, okay, this evening will be totally different than I had planned it. And when when they finished their, 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 their smoking, we went into it and, and uh, take, took a seat at the bar. And I, uh, <laughs> the owner of the bar was on, on my left and then my neighbor on the right and uh, the other one behind me. And then they turned on the TV and there was a soccer game on TV. So I, I don't know who played. It must have been somehow important. And my decision, uh, I mean, my, my idea was, was having this, this really relaxed evening. And now I got stuck between two people forcing me into small talk plus a soccer game. I'm not totally not interested in soccer. I don't like it. So, yeah, I had this totally non alone evening to bring it down to the point I, lo I love to be alone and I miss it if I'm not if I do not have these times of uh, being alone and big parts of my book and essential parts of my reports that I write for my clients I write them when I'm alone in hotel bars in pubs on uh, the rooftop of my apartment in Mallorca. I love to write them when uh, I'm in, in hotel lobbies or in coffee shops. And that, that is, for me, a very good place to focus. I mean, you have all these uh, people around you. It's a little buzzing environment. And you sit there... And you do not have anything to do with all these people around you in this in this coffee place, and but they are there, and and yeah, so so I totally love to be in a situation like this, and that makes me creative, and and makes me writing a lot. And on the other hand, I know this feeling. Many of you uh, will know this feeling if you're in a big group of humans then you can feel very lonely. Although you're not alone at all. You are in between 
Yeah, maybe it's a party, maybe it's a concert. And, and the feeling of loneliness arises from the feeling to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You do not belong there. You do not belong. You should not be there. And this is one of the many factors that creates loneliness. The humans around you, they, they do something and you don't understand this. The feeling not belonging to them, and that creates loneliness. I mean, being alone, that is selected by yourself. That is positive. It is a condition you can enjoy over a longer time. Loneliness is negative. It is forced into you. It is a condition where what you are and what you want do not match. And lonely people are in a situation they don't want to be in and they feel this as painful. So much about my idea what loneliness is. And how is that related to technology? Technology can create loneliness. Even though you are always connected, you're always networking, you are always in a good mood, there's always a party in social media. And I mean, the life showing at social media is not the real life. This is a life you want to have. That's the way maybe it should be that it's not showing the way it is. And if you do not play that game, if you are not part of that game, if you do not go out there and let the world know that you're the happiest person in the most beautiful place, doing the most exciting things, then you are not part of it anymore. If, particularly on social media, you express doubts, emotions, fears, if you talk about your defeats, then you are excluded. You are not part of it anymore. If you do not party, if you don't have a colored life, if you do not communicate wealth and well-being, if you do not communicate your constant hedonism into the world, you are not part of it. And this situation leads to loneliness and to drill it very much down to a single point there are two ways either you play it and you deny yourself constantly and get lonely through that or you do not play that game and you're right away lonely loneliness exists although we have technology, with technology, and through technology. So we have these three, ex uh, uh, three, three conditions. It exists, although we have technology. It exists with technology. And it exists by technology. The uh, speed 
the uh, non-connectivity, the uh, yeah, the non-connectivity of digital communication leads to a distance between what you wish, what you want to be, what you like to be on one side, and the reality on the other side. So our technology-driven life, the objective and the subjective ideas of what you should be, this ends up in tension between the inside and the outside. And this again then leads to discrepancies between what you want and what you are. And in the end, to loneliness. On the other side, and I talked about this uh, Janus-headed character of technology, and I'm doing this over and over again. I'm having this uh, as, as one of the core points in, in my book and in my communication and my keynotes. Uh, there's always another side. There's always a second side of, of technology. And in the times of lockdowns, when we were locked down at home in the past uh, three years, during the uh, pandemic, we realized we realized how good it is to at least have a video chat with your loved ones, to communicate with them using technology. The technology provides the opportunity to talk, to exchange, and to see each other's, to exchange news, and uh, th and and with this. Um, you create at least a minimum of closeness of uh, of the feeling that that somebody else is is close to you and this leads us to the idea that uh, technology itself is is neutral it, it's in itself not good or bad. It's not creating loneliness and it's not deleting loneliness. It is It is all about what we, what we as single persons, as companies, and what we as societies do with it. So what we do with technology makes it good or bad technology enriches our lives or it makes our lives poorer. It can lead to communication or silence. It can connect or it can make us lonely. And this is the core point, one of the core points of my thinking and acting. So, okay, we have these two sides of technology and they're always there. And this is why I'm <laughs> I'm talking here in this in this podcast about this, with the example of loneliness, with the creation of loneliness through technology, and also the reduction of loneliness with technology. You can see this, and at the end of the day, it is all a question of how you use it, how you apply it, how you integrate it into your life, what 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 you do. With technology. All right. At the end, uh, what can we do? What what can we do about this? And it is all in us. That's the good news and the bad news at the same time. It is about what we 
do with technology. And you can decide. You can go out and say, okay, I want to use technology for creating a virtual life, which is not my real life, or creating a distance between what I want and what I should be, uh, and what really is on the other side. Or uh, you can go out and say, okay, uh, I'm using it in a positive way, and I'll stop using technology when I feel it's not good for me anymore. And what I'm doing here is uh, creating attention, creating an idea in you. And while you're listening to this, to this podcast, you will learn. And hopefully, maybe, I don't know, you will change your behavior because I created knowledge and I created attention and awareness about this one. So I'll put your awareness onto the possibilities technologies have. You can create analog rooms, spaces, opportunities to yeah, avoid the digital loneliness. And this means that you meet friends, you go out, yeah, you build relationships outside the digital world. You leave the internet, you leave social media, you leave the digital world in a conscious way and you create a one-to-one -one relationship with other people. Uh, I mean, real analog relationships are very often one-to-one. -one. one person talks to one other person. One person has a relationship with one other person. Opposed to the one-to-many world, which usually the internet, the digital world, the social media world, is as one person communicating to 100, 1,000, 10,000 others out there by creating a digital life, by creating the uh, idea of how life should be, but with a distance over the... Uh, difference to, to the real life. So real life, this is what we want. Real feelings and real exchange. And there's the expression, which is one of the megatrends. I talked about megatrends last week, and so we are having, yeah, uh, there's another megatrend. I think I didn't talk about that in the last episode, but it's the revenge of the analog. We have, and this is the big megatrend, digitalization and connectivity. So we have everything digitalized that is somehow possible to be digitalized. And every trend has a counter trend, a trend that goes into the opposite direction. And this is the analog, the range of the analog that comes back. And you can see this, um, for example, one fact in the... Um, uh, in the vinyl records, vinyl records are in some market segments sold clearly more than compact discs. Compact discs are a digital media, vinyl records are an analog media. And if you compare the sales figures, I mean, streaming is far above these two. But if you have a look at these physical data carriers, then you will find out that, for example, for rock music, it is almost 60% sold on 
these black pieces of vinyl. Uh, another example, while the US was set in the lockdown, uh, the, the company Fender Guitars, which is a guitar and amplifier maker, they had a peak in sales. They make, made a lot of revenue during that time. Because humans decided, um, once I'm locked in at home anyway and I can't go out, then I can make some music. And of course, you can take your laptop and some music uh, software and, and, and create music. But many, many people decided to say, no, I want to have a piece of wood with a couple of wires on it and an amplifier with a real loudspeaker in it. And I want to make a lot of noise with that. So that is a typical example of the revenge of the analog. And you can handle your entire digital life exactly like that by analyzing it and going through it and saying, okay, this is positive. This is the, the positive side of, uh, of, of uh, social media, of digitalization, of uh, all the technology I'm using. And on the other hand, you can consciously get into contact with other humans and communicate in the analog world. And this is the major thing that we can do, returning to the analog, taking the revenge of the analog serious and forcing it. And my belief is with that, we have a good chance to reduce loneliness. That's it for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you were able to take something with you and do something for yourself that will be forever. For an ongoing exchange, you will find me on LinkedIn and on my websites, peter-rusker.com and beyond-hmi.de. Write me an email on the podcast at beyond-hmi.de Tune in next time, take care and stay healthy.